Hey there, this is Mr. P with Mr. P Explorers, and you are back for yet another episode of Mr. P's Rust Belt Mythology. How's everybody doing today? Hope everybody's having a great weekend. It is perfectly fall weather here, October, uh, Northeast Ohio, beautiful, beautiful leaves, everything's changing, and it's the perfect time for yet another story about Rust Belt weirdness, ghost stories, goblins, cryptids, you name it, we've got it here on this show. This is a special seasonal thing we've been doing, and if you've been following along, we've had a couple other episodes. Last week we did the Demon House of Gary, Indiana. We've done the Melon Heads of Kirtland, Ohio, and of course we've talked about the Nain Rouge, the Red Demon of Detroit. Today we're going to head down a little bit, a little bit southeast from Cleveland here. We're going all the way to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for a crazy tale that has some serious tethers to real life. So get ready for that. Uh, so, yeah, um, I hope you guys are uh, in for a good story. This one definitely kind of pulls on the heartstrings a little bit. So sit back, relax, have uh, a little something to drink, and, uh, and dig in here. So Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is one of those Rust Belt towns that has a long, long history, going back to when the Native Americans lived in small towns at the confluence of the Allegheny and Monongahela Rivers, right there at the point. Uh, if you've ever been to, to, to Pittsburgh, okay, it's a beautiful, nice state park now. But this is where the Native Americans lived, right at the, you know, where the two rivers came together. Uh, it saw both the French and British colonial empire set up shop there. And later we saw the founding of Pittsburgh, which of course in the fullness of, fullness of time is going to become the industrial city we know today as Pittsburgh. Uh, a lot has happened here over the years, and a lot of different people have settled in here mixed together here, and created a pretty unique and interesting culture. Uh, the Yinzers have a pretty slick city with all sorts of interesting stories to tell going back through the decades. Um, and, and don't forget, Yinzers is one of those things you can't see anywhere else. Okay, Yinz is fixing to do something. All right, and of course, Pittsburgh has its fair share of urban legends, oddities, and supernatural tales to offer up, as any city does. Today, we're going to take a look at one that actually is a true story, even if it has the trappings of a myth crafted by generations of scared shitless teenage kids and overzealous storytellers. So, this is a true story. Uh, one of the most famous supernatural legends associated with the Berg is that of the Green Man, <clears throat> which is a story that has been circulating and morphing for decades. According to the legends told and passed down, the Green Man is a ghostly and rather disturbing figure who frequently haunts a specific stretch of rural road in the south hills of Pittsburgh, particularly in the suburb of South Park Township along Route 351. The specter, uh, slowly walking the white line of the road, is said to have a disfigured greenish face, possibly due to a bizarre electrical accident or other traumatic event, although how that would physically be possible is unknown. I don't know how that could, you know, electricity, I don't know how that turns you green, but, you know, follow the story. Uh, furthermore, diving even deeper into the creepy pool, he is reported as having glowing green eyes and being surrounded by an eerie greenish glow. Sounds like something out of a crazy Scooby-Doo, you know, episode, some crazy Scooby-Doo villain from the 60s, right? You know, would have done it if it weren't for you kids. Some variations of the legend suggest that he was a former steelworker who was electrocuted while attempting to steal copper wire from an electrical box along the route, while others insist that the wandering ghost was a victim of a horrible car accident, unable to make his way to the afterlife. Anyone who claims to have encountered the Green Man reports strange occurrences, such as seeing his ghostly figure stumbling along the road or hearing unexplained noises, though just what those noises are kind of left out of the story. 
Naturally, the legend of the green glowing ghost has led to untold numerous stories, unsubstantiated rumors, and of course hundreds of regular visits to the area by curious individuals, mostly teenagers looking for a thrill late at night, all seeking to witness the phantom of the green man for themselves. All pretty eerie and terrifying if, you know, if, if one could Hollywood that up a little bit more, right? If you could. Um, imagine that being a movie. It'd be perfect for this time of year. A ghoulish ghost wandering the dark back roads of suburban Pittsburgh, scaring the absolute bejesus out of teenage kids. It's the perfect tale. But here's the thing. There really was a green man. He was real. He was never a ghost, but he did exist, lending plenty of fodder to the legend that formed around him. The green man was actually a tragic figure named Raymond Robinson. Robinson, somewhere around the closing of World War I, was an eight-year-old kid living in Coppell, Pennsylvania, just a bit northwest of Pittsburgh. And when he was eight, his curiosity and a kid's penchant for not seeing danger when it's literally screaming right in their face would change his life horribly and forever. Doing what kids did back in those days, he spent his hours exploring and doing outdoor things when not in school. And one fateful day, he climbed a pole and reached for a bird's nest he spotted on the Morado Bridge outside of Beaver Falls. The bridge carried a trolley line and had, a, had electrical lines that, that carried uh, 1,200 and 2,200 volts. 2,200 volts. We're talking 22,000 volts. I'm sorry. Which had been responsible for the death of another boy less than a year earlier. Just brushing the lines as he reached for his prize was enough to send all of that electricity coursing into his eight-year-old body. Miraculously, after all of that juice and the fall to the ground, he somehow survived defying doctors' expectations, but at a horrid cost. Okay, this is somebody who should have been dead. There's no way with that amount of voltage and then the fall to the ground, you know, 20 feet or whatever, uh, he should have been dead, um, but he survived. Uh, sadly, though, from then on, he was severely disfigured. He lost his eyes, his nose, uh, his right arm, and the electrical storm that briefly rampaged through his body. He, I, I, I don't know exactly, you know, what what electricity can do. I'm imagining it's not good, but... The poor kid's forever changed now. Uh, and from that point on, obviously unable to go to school or f to fit in with his peers anymore, Raymond was educated at home, spent his, day there, spent his days there with his relatives um, in seclusion, basically. Uh, as he got older, he worked for the family, making doormats, wallets, and belts to sell. That was all he could do. Uh, because of his appearance, he rarely ventured out during the day and was rarely ever seen by anyone, save for his family, which is a rough life for a kid to have to endure on top of losing your mobility and eyesight. This is a kid that loved to be outside, loved to explore, and now he's, he's trapped in this horrible situation. Uh, the loneliness had to have been crushing to this kid's soul. I, can, I can't even fathom what that would be like. Raymond's only saving grace was the nighttime, where he went for long walks on a quiet stretch of State Route 351, kind of feeling his way along with a walking stick. Uh, when news got out about his walks, naturally, groups of curious locals regularly gathered to search for him. They'd, they'd get in their car, uh, and they'd go searching for him, just ambling along the road. And it was at this time that the name The Green Man came into being, along with another name given to him, Charlie No-Face. Which is, I, ugh, that's a horrible name to give a guy. All right, Raymond usually hid from his curious neighbors. You know, you know, wouldn't you, considering the circumstances, wouldn't you go hide behind some bushes if you, if, you know, if you knew what was going to happen? 
but would sometimes exchange a short conversation or a photograph in exchange for the occasional beer or pack of cigarettes. Uh, so these people would give him, you know, give him things that he wanted in exchange for a photograph. And there are photographs of him out there. If you go looking, if you look up the Green Man, you'll see there's, it's, and it's pretty disturbing uh, what this poor guy had to go through. Some townsfolk were friendly, um, while others tended to be cruel, because people are assholes like that. But none of his encounters deterred Raymond from his nightly walks. Incredibly, he was struck by cars more than once, and still kept on going. Uh, he eventually stopped his walks during the late years of his life and retired to the Beaver County Geriatric Center, where he died in 1985 at the age of 74. And his legend lives on all about the greater Pittsburgh area. If you talk to anybody out there, somebody has seen the Green Man, you know, and even today, the legend lives on. People still, oh, I, I see the ghost of the Green Man. Uh, it's still a story that's all over the place if you, if you talk to the right people, if you talk to people that, you know, especially younger people. They go out driving and looking for this kind of stuff, especially this time of year. So that is the story of the Green Man. Not a very long tale, but it, it is a, a, a tragic tale and one worth telling this time of year. So if you're ever out in Pittsburgh, you never know. Maybe the ghost of the Green Man is out there still wandering around, uh, you know, looking for some smokes and, 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 and a, and a six-pack. Okay, hopefully he's gone on to his reward, though. Hopefully he's in a better place. So that's the story. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, stay tuned for, uh, for, for the, the, the next episode of Mr. P's Tales from the Road that's coming out on Thursday. Uh, have a great week. Enjoy the fall weather. And I will talk to you guys in the next one. This is Mr. P signing out.